The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Tuesday, which means it is time for the John and Wayne Show with the stud next to me, Wayne Breezy. It's Tuesday. We got the most important week of the entire offseason upon us. How are you feeling, my friend? It's amazing because it's almost free agency time. (laughs) And we just get to see all the stuff that's going down on the league because I don't expect the 49ers to be able to do much. But that's why we're here. I'm going to talk a little bit about this salary cap. Yeah, it's this is a weird time because we all want to focus on the draft. And that's what I'm predominantly spending most of my time on, just finishing up this draft book, which we're putting out two versions of, which I'm really excited about. But before the draft, you got free agency, um, which I, I got to hand it to the NFL. They don't stop creating content. It's just it's just there. It's and the you and I are thankful in the world, John. Like <laughs> I was sitting here having this conversation and we were like trying to do sports. Uh, like, you know, as far as like how much money was spent, because uh, I think I was last night I was I was at a gig and and the dude was like, yo, about the NBA, like maybe they should do like a, a plan type of tournament, like the like the, uh, the the big tournament for the NCAA, you know, so that way guys don't take off and do that load management stuff. And I was like, yeah, but the NBA will lose a lot of money because they make a killing around playoff time that's when they make all their money it was like no everybody should just play one game they're out and then you know what i'm saying it comes down to seven games for the series and i was like dude first of all they'll never catch up to the nfl so if it, like like 
the, the NFL is a certain way. It's built like a certain, you know, Megatron. That's what I like to call the NFL. It's the <laughs> Megatron of sports, if you guys watch Transformers. But the way that it's it's set up, bro, it's like it's a clock. It's clockwork. There's never-ending stories. I mean, you got personal stories with the Joe Mixon situation going. I'm like, what in the hell is going on now? You know, it's just it's just stories. Just never stops, man. Like, and I, I reminded the 49ers are up. I think it was like 35 to seven on the Tampa Bay Bucks, <laughs> and it's in the fourth quarter with a minute left. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, still out there, still out there. Like, imagine that in the NFL or in the NBA, right? They pull everybody. It's just a different animal. It doesn't fit the same way. Um, and NFL is going to stay king. It's just what it is because every single play, every single game matters because you only have such a finite amount. NBA playing eight and two, it's what it is. Now, uh, what's up, Jacqueline? Uh, love all the hashtag CCs, the countdown crew coming in strong. We got to do, <laughs> we got to do a giveaway soon. I don't have anything planned. But I was checking out the – oh, guess what? I, I missed this. This is the 801st show. I didn't do a giveaway. Ep Yesterday wow. was episode 800. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Wow. Uh, I missed it. 801 of the 49ers Rush podcast. Um, so um, get your hashtag CCs in. Tomorrow I'll announce a giveaway. I've got all these jerseys next to me. I'm not sure what I could give away and what I can't. So uh, I'll announce that. Get your hashtag CCs. I'll announce a giveaway on Twitter, Patreon, all that stuff, and we'll get that later on in this week. A lot of stuff going on this week. Now, here's my question to you, Wayne, as we talk about how big this week is. Brock Purdy surgery is finally scheduled for Friday. Thank you. And we're getting all these questions. You know, I'm getting Tom Brady questions. I'm getting Philip River questions. I'm getting, you know, should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do this? We don't know. Yeah. And you don't know until Friday. Now, here's the, let, let's just set the timetable. If everything goes great, which is a big if, you know, 24 weeks or six months, six times four, 24. Look at that. Um, August 25th would be the exact six month time frame from the Friday surgery season opener is that Thursday, September 10th. That is best case scenario. So my question to you is this Wayne, what are your thoughts on this Purdy surgery? How does it make you feel about free agency, the draft? What kind of swirling on in your head just in regards to Brock? And I don't care about the Brock trade debate. Don't care about that. We can't even have that debate till after the surgery. But what's kind of your mindset just with like, man, what can we take away from this on Friday? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're we're hoping uh, and praying for those out, th that out there that like to pray. Like we're hoping and praying that everything goes according to plan. The, here's the issue with Brock Purdy. What kind of makes me a little bit more nervous than others is the fact that the swelling continued to be there for so such a long period of time. And so, like, does that mean that there I'm, – I'm sure there's no swelling now because he's scheduled to have the surgery. So, obviously, the swelling had to go down. But when they open up the elbow, it may not look as what they thought it may have looked. So, that's why there was always two options. And so it might actually be the other option when they open it up. Now, if they do that, then we have to start talking about um, possibly are they going to give Tom Brady a call, all this type of stuff, whatever, whatever, which I still feel like, why not just go with Trey Lance? I, I, don't, I don't understand what the problem is unless he's not – 
healthy. <clears throat> but you know, that's we don't know anything, John, until Friday. Honestly, we can't fully assess the situation until the doctors say, "Hey, it's 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 with a, with a, a slight tear and it's going to be repaired and we're good to go." Opposed to have to be reconstructed and rebuilt in Tommy John surgery. So we really don't know, bro. And, and until way down the line. Um, like if they have to do a Tommy John replacement, which I don't think they will. I, I'm, I, I might be one of the few ones here that don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. I, here's what's going to happen. Surgery's going to happen. Surgery went as expected. We're really excited uh, to get moving forward at all positive steps. And oh, we're excited for this to attack this rehab phase. Like, I think that's going to be the press. Like it, it's what it's going to be. We're not going to know until that three month until we get that he's throwing the ball because it takes three months of rehab and then three months you can start throwing a, you know, a tennis ball or whatever. Then you work your way up to, you know, a baseball, softball, football, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So at three months, that's when it starts. So part of me is scared just from our perspective, Wayne, you know, I, I want to say Friday, we're going to know more, but the, the kind of evil, you know, darkness on my shoulder says, eh, we're going to get some word salad from the 49ers and from Brock Purdy's camp. And, but why? I not even know then. Like, but why, why not just ease the mindset? Uh, well, they don't have to, I guess. That's, yeah. that's, well, what we it, didn't know about Trey's second surgery until after it happened. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, and, th- and they true. said afterwards, oh, well, we knew this was a strong possibility. They didn't tell us, nobody knew that. You know, for the 49ers leak all this information crowd, it's like not one person knew, not See, one person knew that there was a possibility of a second surgery till after the fact. I, I guess I'm just the, you know, the opposite to where you're thinking, because I, I, I'm more like the 49ers do know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And they're not like, letting you know, they're trying to keep the poker face on, but it might be worse than what we think. And so. Possibly. I know no one's no one thinks that Tommy John surgery thing is 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 possible, but it's it's possible. It's possible that it's worse than what it was. Let me just explain again. I'm not a doctor, you know, not any of that. I don't have an MD or a PhD. <laughs> you no, know? I just majored in psych. So mentally I can kind of like break some stuff down. But let me just explain the injury one more time. This was a contact injury. This is not a normal wear and wear tear, and tear. pitching throwing all the goddamn time since I was two type of an injury. This actually happened through force and it was bent. And so I'm wondering if that makes it a little bit worse than a regular UCL like that happens from from wear and tear. You know, see, I, I'm the opposite of you there. It's so because funny. because I the tendon like the Tommy John thing is that over pronation whenever you're doing those curve yes. balls and you know whatever in the elbow. It's a, yes. so like you have to replace the tendon because it's worn out. It's worn right? out. Forty two. I'm forty years old. I'm worn out. When mm-hmm. I cough, my back pops. I don't know why. That's not normal. I'm Correct. worn out. Correct. He's not worn out. Like th- because it's a force that makes me think the tendon could be repaired because it's probably in good conditions again speculation but it, but it depends on how bad it was torn and they don't know until yeah. they go in see what i'm saying so like you're right listen i agree with that it's wear and tear and he hasn't worn and torn it right but what if it was ripped so bad through the force and no we're not talking jedi and and star wars and all that stuff but what if the force ripped it so bad that it has to be reconstructed so we're hoping that that's not the case Right. Okay. Look at Gregus. This is another thing. Like it, it's 
I think another issue is like we think it's six or 12 months. There's a nine month in there too, the hybrid, oh, right? Six okay. repair, nine hybrid, nine, nine 12 months. replace. Here it is. I forgot about but the for the 49ers, all intents and purposes, nine month and 12 month don't really matter for this year. Maybe well, he could come back in the playoffs or something along those lines, but. Well, the, the other thing that we don't factor in is how is he going to return after he comes back from this? I mean, throwing a tennis ball, throwing a football, and then getting out there and doing it for real is two different things. And so, like, then there's a mental aspect. There's the psychology part that needs to come in there. Like, can he get over the hump? What if he doesn't come back the same? What if he doesn't have the same pop or the same zip in his throw? Like, it's I'll, a lot. I'll say this, though, Wayne. You and I, we are children of the 90s, and we, we watched the movie Rookie Year with yes, Rowan Gardner. <laughs> right come on man crazy watching as a grown man right now though like this <laughs> no that was the greatest injury movie i've ever seen in my entire life and boy he was throwing until he until it popped back in it was yeah. it, he was he was amazing now listen here's this prayers up to brock I'm, I'm wishing him a speedy recovery i'm praying that everything goes well i'm hoping he'll be back between the three to six months and not the hybrid not the nine months and not right. the full tommy john at 12 months we're hoping it's the three to six month recovery he's a strong kid he's a young kid and he's gonna be back stronger than ever i like it i like it now that's number one on the 49ers weekly agenda that's number one number two uh starting next monday it opens up the free agency tampering, open tampering period is what it's called, where basically you can talk to whomever you want, but you can't finalize deals yet, which is kind of a weird thing, but whatever. Um, and then Wednesday is the actual start of free agency, which brings us to our next topic. Let's talk about this cap adjustments, mm. the NFL official number. So let's just put a perspective in what this means, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there currently with the cap. Okay, Wayne, the cap for every NFL team is 224.8 million, right? 224.8 million. However, Correct. the NFL does what's an adjusted cap situation. Fill us in on where the Niners are with that, and then we'll kind of break that down. Yeah, so like the 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 Niners got what two thirty seven and a half million, almost two hundred thirty eight million. So just like my account, that's my budget for this show. <laughs> so 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 the Niners are are allotted to spend about 13 more million dollars than the rest of the teams in the NFL. And so when we're looking at this, we're saying like, listen, we don't have that much money. We still got to pay those top, the, the contracts, the top 51, all that stuff still has to get allotted and paid for. So if you want to know about cap space difference between that cap number that we're talking about, the cap space, we're sitting about around 8 million. So we'll have about 8 million to spend, but here's what, here's the cool thing. The fact that the NFL adjusted and gave us an extra 13 million. Guess what? We're going to get a player kind of like for free this year. John, would you like to talk about who that player is going to be? Right. And, and so the reason why the Niners get this extra money um, is because players didn't hit their likely to be earned, yeah. uh, the LTBE incentives. Like a lot of that's Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Because if he would have not been injured, then he would have kept getting that money. We would not be getting as much of this back. So about Correct. five to six million of this is just Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured, didn't Correct. hit his bonuses, whatever else. And but Debo, a little bit of Debo too as well. Correct. Correct. Um, but that's that 13 million cap space. That just means the Niners can spend 13 more. Doesn't mean they have 13 million dollars more cap space currently, just Correct. means that they're allowed to spend more than other teams. Literally 13 million. What you said, if you look at the salary cap this yeah. year, it's basically the 49ers get a free Christian McCaffrey. 
Yeah, because his salary cap have a million to spend. <laughs> and still like have still a million, million to spend. Yeah, um, because again, we're getting an extra thirteen million dollars just on this year to spend more than the average NFL team. In fact, the 49ers have the third highest adjusted cap rate, meaning we are able to pay the third highest of everybody else because of what didn't happen last year. So that's why I like incentive-based contracts. A, it helps the team out in multiple ways, and B, it makes the player have to go out there and kind of like do some things too, you know, As, and when players sign these type of contracts and the majority of them kind of do, especially in San Francisco, like when they sign these type of contracts, they're like, Hey man, I, I'll bet on myself, you know, three years and, and, and this three-year contract, like Debo has incentives that he needs to make. And there's times where he can't make them. He dealt with injuries last year. So he didn't make certain uh, incentives. Uh, and, you know, and, and, but I like the fact that players are willing to bet on themselves and get paid in the contract at the same time. So it's like, all right, cool. I can get paid this money, but I could get paid more. If I reach this goal, sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. Like I'm all down. I like these contracts, but in, in the end, it really benefits the team. So there's a way that it can not necessarily hurt the team because the team is willing to pay incentives, but if players don't reach their goals, John, man, that money gets kicked back. We call it the kickback. That money gets kicked back. And now the Niners get, get a little bit more money adjusted to their cap space. It's 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 a it's a win-win. I'm I'm a proponent of fully guaranteed contracts, very similar to baseball. These guys, you know, oh, their nice. lives are never the same afterwards, but it's not going to happen in the NFL. The owners have just too much power in this league, sadly. But, uh, yeah, the 49ers want players to bet on themselves. Prague, he's as good as anybody in the NFL. I want people to get paid. And whenever I see those incentives and I see people betting on themselves, I get it. Uh, I would do the same thing. Literally what you and I are doing now. Like we we walked away from guaranteed money to yeah. bet on ourselves because we care about what we're doing and want this to be a part of our lifestyle. And the 49ers players the same way. Correct. They bet on themselves. And to get that far, you kind of got to do what you got to do. Um, so I think that's interesting. Now, you know, we got a couple questions here. Let, let's transition to 49ers free agency. This guy asked this, who's the high profile safety rumored that we are trying to get? (laughs) And there's one name and one name only at the top of that list. And that is Jesse Bates from Cincinnati. Um, I, I just don't think that there's a way Cincinnati can keep him. It's basically him or T Higgins and they are going T Higgins. So the safety is going to walk. He's an absolute stud. What are your thoughts on him? And you I think mean, the 49ers should pursue this? It's going to cost, right? So, so he's, he's, gonna, he's the number one safety out there in the free agent market, guys. So that means he'll be paid the highest. Uh, I mean, there's a possibility of bringing Jimmy Ward back. I know uh, a lot of people, some, some fans like that. Some people, some fans feel like, no, it's time to move on. So forth, so forth. Uh, but listen, Jesse Bates would be the best safety out there on the market. Uh, it makes sense that they're looking to target uh, a secondary player. I wonder why. Steve Wilkes just make the connection. I mean, as far as him coaching secondary, it's just kind of like his strength. It's kind of like what he does. So why not get the best player at this position? And for the He's first the best player by yeah. a considerable margin, by a considerable margin. And, and so that means so. So so with him being the best by a considerable margin. You're going to have to pay the best. 
So I just want y'all to know that. Like, if he's the best, y'all gonna have to pay for it, and he's probably gonna cost you about. Botrax got it at fourteen million projected. I think he's gonna get a little bit higher than that, dog. Like he's 17. twenty. He just turned twenty six two weeks ago. I'm talking seventeen. He might. He might top it at the seventeen, eighteen million dollars a year. Somebody's gonna pay him that. That's to me where the four. So the 49ers may come in at fourteen million, fifteen million, maybe max. But then here comes a different team with more money. And he's gonna play for a contract. Unfortunately, he's young, and he's gonna get that his sec that contract. So yeah. So I, I want you to throw this in the chat, guys. I want to hear your answer. Uh, yes, on Bates, you're fine giving that money to a safety. You'd have the best safety tandem in the Indeed. NFL yeah. with Hufunga and Bates for years to come. Twenty six. Yeah, he's twenty six. Is that something that you want to do? It's going to cost you. Uh, and so basically, you're saying we're not going to sign McGlinchey. We're going to bring in Bates instead. Um, you know, let's see. So throw this in there. Yes or no? Too expensive? Yes. I want the best safety tandem in the NFL. Let's see what that looks like. Oh, Maria Garcia, what oh, is yeah. up? She is the absolute best. We got to hang out with her in Santa Clara both times. Her and uh, her eye candy that she brought with her. Uh, she <laughs> says, "Woot woot!" Finally catch it a live show with you and Wade. Hope all is well. It's great, Maria. One of the best humans you will ever ever meet. She's incredible. Maria, Maria. Thank What's you, up? thank you. She a partier too, man. First time I met her, she showed up with a big old bottle of pay, uh, Patron. Oh, I'm I know. Type of people right there, man. <laughs> my people. Um, oh. Now, right here, um, I think the value would be CJ Gardner Johnson. I don't this, think he's walking out of that building. So I, this, like, but but this is who I want. This is this is where I would go, uh, mainly for again for his versatility, uh, his safety play, his nickelback play. If you're trying to replace a Jimmy Ward, this is the guy that you want. You want the younger guy in here, a guy that gives you zero problems at playing it, a guy that can cover, and a guy that's going to hit you. But what John said was, there's no way that they're going to let him out. But here's the thing. They so might not have money to pay him if they're working on a deal for their quarterback. And so I'm not sure how many players the Philadelphia uh, Eagles, I was about to say the Flyers, are going to be able to keep. But I guarantee he's going to be on top of their dock. And there's a possibility that they franchise tag him by tomorrow. So just pay attention to what's going on out there. Yeah, and I'll say this too. Um, the Eagles DB coach uh, was Denard Wilson, who was a finalist for that DC job. They chose not to go with him. And they hired outside and the DB coach said peace. And he's the one that CJ Garner Johnson has credited with mm-hmm. finally helping him get over the hump. And so who knows um, with the way they're going, they've lost their defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, number two defensive coach. We'll see what that looks like. Um, but yeah, yeah CJ Gardner Johnson's gonna get paid. There's no doubt about it. I so just those, that's my one and two though, Johnson. Like it's it's one, it's two, and then Jimmy Ward will probably be the third um paid best safety remaining on that list. Uh if you took it. And then and then you're starting to tear yourselves down a little yeah. bit because Von Bell is there too from Cincy. And so that's probably the player they'll be able to they'll bring back. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. Free agency is going to be crazy. And I'll say this, you know, th- th- these two players are completely different. Completely Bates different. is way more consistent and does not give up big plays at all. No. Charlie Gardner Johnson is a mad dog, trash talking, playmaking safety that does get beat and get a lot of penalties, but he is balls to the wall crazy. He's just, he's just energetic. He's the Wayne Breezy of safeties. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> he's coming in with full, like he's coming in like a missile. It's almost like having Deshaun Goldson back pretty much. Yeah, it, and it would be crazy. And that's a reason why I like Bates is I want the yin and the yang, right? Yes, sir. I want the yes, huff sir. to be crazy. Yes. And I want the blanket over the top. Yes. yes. You get two crazies. Yeah. I don't know, but it could be fun. It'd be more fun. It'd be, It'd be more, more fun. penalties. <laughs> It'd be a lot more penalties, man. Um, it'd be a lot more penalties, but oh. also interceptions. You know, I mean, Charlie Gardner Johnson was up by like three interceptions on the league before he got injured. Um, he makes some damn good plays. He makes he some does good make plays. plays. He's a playmaking safety. Like that's what he is. But he's been that way. He's been that way. He was a risk taker in, in New Orleans, and you know he's he's just that guy. But I would love to see his young dogness on this defense oh my gosh yeah it would be fun it'd be a lot of fun um big papa says man the 49ers don't usually get started in free agency until the second day at the earliest we're out of the splash big like time movers early on correct because we built through the draft if you go back to kyle shanahan and john lynch's first year or two man we were signing everybody but now your big signings are already on the roster, Debo, Kittle, Warner, Bosa, all that stuff. So um, I am with you there, but I do expect one or two big signings, very similar to what we did with Charvarius Ward. But I don't think it's going to be early on. Um, I don't see that. Uh, and one of the, you know, I keep seeing this in the chat. Josh, what's up, man? 49ers faithful forever. He says, Cleveland Farrell coming here on the cheap. I do think that that Raiders pipeline of defensive linemen just continues. Arden Key, we got him on the cheap. Maurice Hurst, we got him on the cheap. Yeah, Cleveland Farrell, I was pretty high on him. Uh, he didn't yeah, really pan draft, out. Draft. So I, I think a lot of us were from Clemson, right? And it yeah. was just like, you know, he ended up going to the Raiders and kind of like falling by the wayside. But here, here, and I wouldn't mind. I mean, you're coming into a Chris Kosarek defense. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after like high ta- like talent that was scouted really high that they just couldn't draft at that time. And so right. look for that at free agency. And here's another thing. I know you guys. I, I agree with I agree with Big Papa. We we don't really address free agency until the second day. And I think the reason why is because they're looking for the perfect fit. And so. There were some some cornerbacks that I thought were going to be signed. I knew we knew that the 49ers were going to sign a cornerback. We knew that. The question was, which one was it? Was it going to be JC Jackson? Was it going to be Stefan Gilmore? And then they went and pulled an okie doke and got the perfect fit in Mooney Ward. Someone none of us, maybe one person, I don't know, were really kind of like scouting to the Niners because we were looking for that you know, that top tier cornerback were here when they went and got him, they made sure that they got the best man coverage, you know, defender, you know, a person that locks a person down one-on-one and man coverage so they could run man zone concepts out there on defense. And he played it well. It it wasn't, he didn't decline a little bit until Emmanuel mostly got hurt. And then we had to kind of like overcompensate for uh, D'Amador Lenore who ended up finishing the year to me, like tremendous and i think he's only going to grow and rise i like that i like that a lot um and you know we're getting some good you know kind of comments that are coming through uh sticking with safeties thornhill or peppers would be good Uh, options as well. i wanted thornhill too john in a draft i was big on him man out of virginia he was fun he was fun um everybody knows how i feel about peppers so um oh yeah he's one of your boys of course jabril I, i look why not? I thought we was going to bring him in last year. So he only signed a one-year deal? 
I think it was two years, maybe. But, or yeah, he was in the OBJ ago. trade. You remember? Yes. Yeah, way back in the day. Ugh. Yeah, I, I like him. Um, I'd want a little more consistent, but he's a splash upside, high athletic. He's just know. athletic. He's a versatile guy, return guy, can be a little bit, a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. yeah. Play me. Albert has this question. What about Jason Kelsey? Is there a possibility to bring him? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, like I would. I, I think retirement's probably a bigger option, but he's a mainstay in Philly. And he's not at this point, he's going to get whatever. He was the best center. I would argue you could make the argument, maybe one of the best years the center has had in the past 20 years. Yeah. He was incredible, man. Um, Yeah. I don't think there's any way you could offer him $30 million. I mean, he probably still wouldn't come. I'm hoping that he retires, but if he doesn't retire, expect him to resign in Philly. Yeah. Stick it with this uh, trade question. Logan says, would you guys trade for Chase Young? Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes, um, but I also would go on a date with Scarlett Johansson. However, um, I don't think either one of those are uh, on the, the realm of possibilities. Uh, to get Chase Young, you're talking multiple firsts. 
minimum. Yeah. You don't even have a first round pick this year. You don't even have a second round pick this year. You don't even have your original third round pick this year. So you you would have to. I, I don't know. I just I don't see any possibility whatsoever for that coming to fruition. But yeah, I would. Um, but it you know you'd call and say, hey, what would it take to get Chase Young? My guess is two first and Debo or something like that. And it's just like, nah, thanks. Like, that's why trades like that don't happen too often. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, as much as I would like to see that dynamic duo, <laughs> um, it just, that's just not going to happen. Um, yep. Would I do it? Absolutely. I mean, I think anybody would, but you would have to give up so much, like John said. Yep. And personally, I wouldn't even look into trades, guys. Like, honestly, pay attention to these cap casualties. There's going to be a lot of other players that are going to be let go. At the Khalil Mack. Like, I mean, Khalil Mack. Guys. Yeah, gone. Gone. I mean, uh, I mean Bud I, Dupree. Bud Dupree. I mean, so there's some, I'm, and they're expensive. But maybe, possibly, we were talking earlier about the one-year incentive-based type deals. Those guys, I mean, Khalil Mack has zero chips, zero, be, and he's getting Has older. Hasn't even gotten close, not nowhere. And then he can come back to the California area, which you know it's kind of tough to get free agents to come out there because of the taxes and the. But he's been in California, so like he he knows it because he was in L.A. That's so. what I'm saying. That so hey, it's it's a possibility. Uh, more than likely, he'll go back to the Bears. <laughs> they got the money. They do. They do. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out. And, you know, I got another question that I thought was really, really good on Patreon from KAD. Um, and I wanted to have this conversation not to get into the comparison contrast, but I just thought it was interesting. He says, you know, during draft time and the combine, you keep hearing pocket presence, pocket presence, pocket presence. And so he wanted to get our opinion on what does pocket presence mean? Um, it's a two part question, but let's start there. Um, I'll tee this one up for Wayne. Uh, what is kind of your breakdown of what pocket presence is and why is it so important? <sighs> I mean, there's a difference between pocket presence and pocket awareness. Ooh. And so when you're looking at quarterbacks with these pocket pre presences, like the good ones, like you're, you're talking about like I'm trying to think of ones of now. <laughs> everyone is a scrambler, but everyone moves. But I like Patrick. I mean, Patrick Mahomes' pocket presence is pretty good. Josh Allen's pocket presence, I think, is a little bit better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is better outside the pocket. Like, once he gets outside the pocket, it's a completed pass. Like, don't even – you can't defend it, but that's just a gift that he has. But pocket presence is simply, you know, the ones that can – can maneuver stay in that pocket step up in the pocket be able to get through their reads like you know before getting sacked <laughs> right like basically that's what it is and i mean it takes a lot for pocket presence to work though so it takes a lot of pieces to be moving like your offensive line has to be decent enough to give your quarterback time to step up to step to the side to step to the left one of the best pocket presence quarterbacks to me and, and even if you say that Joe Montana was the greatest quarterback of all time, I still feel Tom Brady in the pocket was was the best to ever. Like he he could he could step up, he could slide to the right, he could slide to the left. You miss him, and it's a it's a completed pass. And so like that's pocket presence. I'm sure John could go a little bit more in depth with it, but to me, that's pocket presence to a T. Pocket awareness is a little bit different. It's when you start to feel that pressure coming around you. Can you? Can you escape the pressure? Can you maneuver yourself to not get hit, not take the hit? And so that's pocket awareness. But the presence is important, being able yeah. to have that vision. 
I'm with you. I put Tom Brady at the top of the list as well because now, again, once pressure comes, what do you do? What's Tom Brady do? He just throws the ball away every away. time. See That's what why I'm he saying? never gets hurt. He, he never elongates plays. He never scrambles, really. He's not creating explosives. That's not who Tom Brady ever is. He's Tony Gwynn. He's single, 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 single. Like, we are not going to ground into a double play. We're not going to have a turnover. Now you got guys like Aaron Rodgers who have good pocket awareness, but once pressure comes, what's he do? He's going to roll out, not mm-hmm. scramble, to throw the ball downfield whenever your DB has been guarding your guy for four and a half seconds, right? So there's different ways about it. That's the awareness that he's talking about. Now, if we turn this conversation to the Niners quarterbacks, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, I don't think either one of them have demonstrated good pocket awareness or presence yet. They both have problems. Trey, one, two reads, escapes straight up the middle. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, one, two reads, runs to his <laughs> left <laughs> every single time. With with a 360 spin, perhaps Woo. a 720. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they're and new. They're like, very they're, new. They're We're comparing these new. guys to absolute studs. And, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you, you look at, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who is absolutely uncanny. It's not fair to compare anybody to him. Um, I know, I know, bro. But his 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 pocket presence is all right. But, oh, yeah. my gosh, his awareness is on 100,000 levels. Like it's With that ridiculous. grandpa scoop? Yo, it's ridiculous. And I think he aids and abets <laughs> it, too, right? Like, he knows what he's doing. I, I was yeah. like, they did his simulcast with the 40. He's slow as sh- stuff. Yeah, he slow is. as stuff turkeys. He, he's slow as a lineman. You know, somebody's not. But the funny thing is, that doesn't matter in football. It doesn't. It's about how he's able to escape that pocket. And he's way more accurate outside the pocket. That's what makes him great and what makes him dangerous. It, that yeah. That's it right there. And so th- those things are there. And yeah, right here, Greg, is, you know, reactionary quickness is what Purdy has in the pocket. Agreed. Um, yeah, that, that's one of the things that he's great at. You saw the scramble touchdown. I think it was against the Dolphins. That was awesome. Uh, like he he's short burst fun, and so we'll, we'll see those things. And Trey we'll, we'll Trey is more of the developed. Let me get the ball down the field type of pocket awareness. So like if it's the two reads that John is talking about. So if he sees his guy has a route and his guy has got his guy is beating that defender and that safety is nowhere near in that play. Trey's throwing the ball down the field. And that's where it's going. And that's that's what gives you the upside with Trey. Now the question is, can he correct the short stuff? Can he can he fix that? Can he be more, you know, aware, more present in the short game? Because that's part of the 49ers culture. It's part of the 49ers way. That's why we have guys like Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Like, that's why we have these players. Just give them the damn ball. Get it, get yeah. give them the ball. Let yeah. them do the job. Work. Yep. I like that. Um, another uh question. I thought this was interesting yesterday. We did a fun experiment on here, Wayne, where what would it cost to trade up into the draft using next year's picks and this year's? It was fun. Uh, I got a couple emails on two separate players asking, what would we get for these players? Okay, not saying I want to trade them. Whatever. This comes from David R. Don't say a name that I've I've said before in the past because I don't want you to get. Uh, it's okay. We're, well, let's play this out and let's let's have this conversation. And I'll be devil's advocate, okay? So, yeah. Wayne, you're the 49ers GM. I'm I represent some AFC team. I call you mm-hmm. and I say, Wayne, I need a running back. I'm interested in Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. What do you want for Elijah Mitchell? What do I want? <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's make a realistic, realistic option. Okay. So, so give give me. 
a a second round pick for Elijah Mitchell. Oh, come on. That's not realistic. This kid ain't played, right? Again, this is not John Chapman talking. He played his general manager for. He played his whole rookie year. He almost rushed for a thousand yards, right? And so last year he dealt with some injuries. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a good kid on a young cheap contract. Now I hear what you're saying, and I know you really like this guy, but you know, I'm sitting here saying you drafted this kid in the sixth round. Sixth round. And he's, he's only he be- started eleven games in two years. Which means he has a lot of less wear and tear on his belt. Tears. He tears my problem. You brought it up, man. <laughs> it's it's less wear and tear, though. Everybody's got wear and tear. I mean, hey, I I tell you what, what, what would you counter? I would put it at a fourth, and no way I'm going higher. Like it's fourth, take it or leave it. What if we did a fourth with the possibility of moving up to a third? Nope. Fourth, yay or nay. I got other people to call Wayne. I'm a busy man. Fourth round pick for Jawan Jennings. You're high on JP Morgan Wait, anyway. You said Jawan Jennings TDP. or Elijah Mitchell. Oh, sorry. We're going him next. Uh, Elijah oh, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not my opinion on this. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate to say, to demonstrate what these conversations will be like. Oh, they're going to be tough, man. I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll take the fourth. I'll take you the would fourth. take it. You would take, you would trade it's him. A flip, for a fourth. Man, it's a flip. It's a, it's a flip. And you go and get another running back. <laughs> yeah, you're high on running backs in this draft. Yes. And you could continue the theme of Niners drafting third round running backs. Uh, it's just one of those things that never dies. Um, question, I'll throw this up in the chat. Would you be willing to trade a fourth-round pick for Elijah Mitchell? Uh, 49ers do not have a fourth-round pick this year. Correct. Now, let's make it harder. Uh, this is not my question. This comes from David R. Direct all hate towards David R. Uh, you know where to find him. Nobody does. Uh, that's okay. Uh, and that's why I don't use the full names. Jawan Jennings, okay? Mm-hmm. I call you. Mm-hmm. AFC team, not on your schedule. Mm-hmm. I like this Jawan Jennings guy. Mm-hmm. You like him. That's great. But you got Danny Gray. You got Ray Ray. Lots of options there. We could really use this guy. Um, I'm just going to, let's, let's shorten it. I'm going to give you a third round pick for Jawan. He's yours. Yeah? Absolutely. Third and Jawan, you're going to move off? I will move off third and Jawan. Third round pick for a yeah. center field guy that barely sees. 300 snaps or something. That was easier than I thought. Well, this is it. And here's the thing for Juwan is great because he's going to go to a team. Now he could become possibly a number one or a number two. I right. Made gonna get, I made it too easy. You, you made it too easy. Had, had you said a fifth round pick or possibly that fourth round pick, which I probably still would have mm. moved, moved him because look, look, there's depth charts. And he's a uh, he's only he's playing for nine hundred thousand dollars this year, so a team's going to get off on that. But at the end of the day, you could draft another guy. Guys, we have ten picks. I know yeah. a lot of people feel like we're not going to use all ten. We're probably going to use all ten picks, like literally. Just Didn't because, trade one last year. Just Stay because. And- just because it's cheap, it, it, it won't hit us against the cap. We get the rookie money, and it won't be expensive rookie money because they are third to seventh round picks. Right. Mm. And so you look at it like that. There's a possibility to draft all 10. That doesn't mean all 10 will make the squad. I'm just saying. Um, now, I want to stick with this conversation of let's just, okay, I want to keep Juwan Jennings, but for a third round pick, I, I, I'm erring on the side of Wayne. What are your thoughts? And I've heard you talk about him on your show. Here we go. Nathaniel Tank Dell out of I Houston. You're high on this kid, right? I don't understand 
I'm trying to figure out what in the hell don't y'all see. I must be doing a bad job in scouting this kid. All right, I'm, I'm I, not against him. I, no, no, I'm no. not. I, I'm just. I, he's he's tiny. He's what five eight? Like, look, he's five eleven. I think five eleven. Right. He he is five ten one sixty five. Yeah, he's a tiny kid that can run the route tree that tiny, plays tiny. big. How? Let me ask you this. And here's my comp. I'm writing this down. I'm gonna steal it. Go ahead. Antonio Brown ceiling. Oh, that's crazy, bro. It's not. It's not. Antonio was, Brown was huge. He was. How tall was Antonio Brown? Let's see here. I'm I don't even care about size. Machine. I'm talking. To, I'm talking about as far as playmaking. Guy that can he was get over 186. So what he is 20 about? pounds, 21 pounds heavier. This kid will get bigger. He'll get bigger. I, That's I, what Brown was when he came into the draft, though. I, I, I tell you what, though, at the Senior Bowl, they couldn't stop this kid. Mm. And that's all. That's an All Star game, right? And we want some of those other seniors from the Senior Bowl, right? And we want we're scouting those DBs too, right? Here's my biggest question, and I don't know if you know this answer, and it's okay if you don't. And I apologize if you don't. How is he run blocking at that size? Because 49ers used Juwan Jennings as a big slot, big tight end. I call him, you know, wide receiver plus because he's blocking. Can this dude come in at 5'10, 165 and block those backers and defensive ends? I mean, that's probably going to be his downside, but do you have to utilize him as a blocking guy as early? I mean, he can build that body up. He's going to, he's going to gain weight. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He can get open, John. Like, if he can get open in the slot, that's that's the only shit. That's the only thing that should matter. I'm talking about a kid that can take a five yard pass and and make it 55 yards, or a kid that can actually run a route down the field. He doesn't have blazing Danny Gray speed. The difference between him and Gray is speed, and the other difference is the size, and the other difference is the fact that Danny Gray can't run the route tree yet. And so, like here, I'm telling you, you're getting a guy that can run that route tree, that can create separation off of bigger DBs. Okay. And can get would you open. take him in the third round with one of our three third round picks without a mother freaking doubt? Okay, so my question is this now let's let's change the paradigm a little bit and say, okay, we're not trading Juwan Jennings. Okay, we've got Ayuk, we've got Debo, we've got Jennings, we've got Ray Ray, we've got Danny Gray. Now you're going to be keeping him too. We usually only keep five, we're going to be keeping six guys now. So, about wide receivers, yeah, did yes, I even count it, Ray Ray? But it, but it changes every mm-hmm. year. Like so, so, so the, the the position changes on how many we keep. So there was a year we had plenty of wide receivers on this team, like seven, if I'm not mistaken. And so now that kind of lessened up because we, the talent produced, like Debo, Brandon Ayuk, and then we brought in some guys. He's kind of like the size. What is Ray Ray's size? One eighty six. Is he even six feet? It's kind of like that guy with way better hands than Ray Ray. Ray Ray is five nine one ninety. So. So half an inch shorter, five nine and a half, one ninety. And and Tank Dell is twenty five pounds. That's a lot, he's, bro. He, that he he's got to be heavier than one sixty. Hold on, let me look at one sixty five. Is what he came in at the combine. Let me let me. Oh, okay, all right. I'm not even gonna look at my now. Feet. I will say this: players usually lose weight for the combine, and but game. all those measurements I've given you from Ray Ray from Antonio, those are combine. all combine weights. Thank you, John. Um, at least your consistency is there. I like that. I like Dell. I just don't know about the blocking. And so, right, why was Ayuk in the quote-unquote doghouse? That's the thing. Like, from a passing perspective, I'm with you 100%. He's fun as hell. Um, 
You know, my comp was Mooney. Uh, what's his name? Up oh, Darnell uh, Mooney from Chicago. Yeah, Mooney. Yeah, like that's that. my comp for him so far. And shout out to Josh. He did a lot of work on him too. Um, and Josh, he's going to say this. He says he can't block. Tape says it. Mm-hmm. Josh coming in swinging, man. He he is he stands on his guys. I like this guy. I have him going in the second to fourth round. That seems to be the like he's in that range, right? Correct. This is fun. This, this mean, is fun. Like, I like will he, these. Will he, we and I, I want to do more stuff like this, John, because this is this is fun right now. Will he be a 49er? Uh, it's tough. It's tough because why would they draft a wide receiver in the third round? But if this kid is sitting there at 99. Debo's contract is expiring, what, in next year? Two years? No, Debo's got some, yeah, two more years. It was an extension so, on top. So, so, so it's this year, yeah. right, plus next year. Um, I'm pulling it up now. Here we go. We have him signed. We have an option for 2025. So Here he is go. under contract 2023, 20, 24. Then we have an option on 25. Perfect. And so now when does Ray Ray contract expire? Ray Dre, I think, did a two-year deal, I believe. So this so could this be maybe that type of a replacement for one of these receivers. Because you 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 want him, you want Brandon Ayut to sign. And so if you want this is Ray Ray's last year. See what I'm saying? It's two-year so, deal. So now so it's Ray Ray's last year. You bring in this kid, he'll he'll get on the field more than what we saw from Danny Gray. Just because of his ability to be create separation. We also we don't we haven't seen that. We we've been asking for a receiver that can create separation for the longest. Here you got a guy, his his issue is blocking. I'm sure he'll figure that out. Like I'm sure it'll get figured out. It, it has to. Shit. Sorry. Danny Gray's learned how to block. Yeah. He block for sh- and and that's why he wasn't on the field. And Kyle doesn't necessarily play these rookies year one anyway. Mm, I love it. And he's not a first or second round pick. So you're going to get first or second round talent, maybe second to third round talent in the third round, 99 is staring you there in the face. I don't know if you should pass up on the 49ers. You got two other picks literally back to back. Where you Three can- out of four. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, I, I, let's play this. You say you want to play this game a little more. Right. I want you to give me one more guy that you're really, really big on. And I'll play some devil's advocate. I don't even know what player you're going to bring up. It could be anybody. It could be a third round target, fifth round target, trade okay. up target. Don't care. So- Somebody you're in on, because like, you've been around these guys. You were at the Senior Bowl. You know what we don't know. Yeah. So, so first of all, Kyle, John, Adam, they they go really high off of Senior Bowl tape. They, they don't watch the all the college Bowl. film. Okay, they'll go back, but they really go high off of Senior Bowl tape. And if I'm looking at this third round and I'm trying to say like who possibly is going to be available and what type of positions that they need to address, I mean, there's about four or five of them, right? And so I don't feel like there's going to be any centers that I would draft in the third round. So we can scratch that off. I mean, we I keep spend- going back to this idea too. I'm not so sure I want a rookie center Facts. with my two young quarterbacks. Well, John, if it was like the best center and then we right. had a first round pick, that's a little different. If we were getting a guy like Creed Humphrey, right? Which there's no guy like oh. Creed Humphrey in this draft. Therefore, you don't John really- John uh the John uh Mitchell uh what's his name? That dude I'm yeah, John Michael Schmitz oh, out John of Minnesota. Schmitz. Yeah. I love him, but okay. it, no chance you can get him. But no he's shit. He's still not the Creed Humphrey. But he's probably the best center 
and the draft, but I we agree. don't, we won't be able to get them. No. And so like, I'm looking at it and I'm saying like, what's going to be there, man. We could go edge. Do we draft edge in the third round? Probably. One of those picks will be edge. Right. But is that, but so it depends who's going to be in the 99th paper. I like Blake Freeland and I know he didn't have the best senior bowl. Okay. Combine. Good God. But he had the best combine. So he tested really well. Now, will he be be able to play well on Sunday? Well, it depends on how you, you necessarily utilize him. What are his weaknesses? Power. What was Mike McGlinchey's weakness? Power. Plays too high. I feel like this kid, though, has the ability to learn because he's way more athletic than Mike McGlinchey. Like, way more athletic. He's more athletic than Trent Williams. He's up. To, he's one of the, it's one of the fastest 10-yard splits ever for a lineman. Dude, like, wasn't it? Like, ever. Six? Like, not. It was the fastest this year for any, you know, but alignment. It's one of the fastest 10-yard splits ever. Like, this dude is quick, 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 quick. So, 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 one six eight was his ten yard split. All right, and so look, if he's available, uh, I think you go ahead and get a tackle, um, and and you groom him and you get him stronger. Uh, he'll come in and compete right away. Is a possibility third round he can be starting opposite Trent. It all depends on if he beats up like a Colton McKivitz. He he's clearly better than uh, what's his name, Jalen Moore, right? Like so. This is a kid that I would bring in. I got my eyes set on him. I know a lot of people like like Wanye Morris out there, but if you want, if there's a guy that I think might be available, he may have tested into the second round. Yeah, he's high. Shit. Shoot. I had third to fourth round before the combine, but it was unreal. Right. And so I started doing background stuff. Shout out to uh, Josh and Brian for helping with this. You know, again, when you're talking Niners guys, this dude's an honor roll guy. Uh, won all these kind of awards, two-time team captain for basketball, all state in basketball. Are you kidding me? Like this dude threw the javelin, discus, shot put. He holds the six A state championship for like for the javelin. Like this dude, you look at like the character reference build around prospects. This is like gold helmet type guy character. You know, and again, I don't know the medicals, I don't know all that stuff. I'm not in those rooms, but I'm just saying. Wayne and I have been doing this a long time with the Niners. And we're getting pretty damn good at figuring out these Niner-type guys. That, so when I mean, Wayne brings I, I somebody up, and you, I agree. Bro, real talk. Say, like, thank what's you. up? I said I owe it all to you because ah. you brought me into this room. You've explained the draft. You've explained this. You've explained that just over the, the, the several years we've been together. And so I, I just, you know, me being out there physically watching the stuff, I look at it from a different perspective. And then I get introduced to guys like Johnny Dell. And now I'm seeing it from a whole X's and O's perspective. And I'm like, Johnny, go by. I, it's too much. It's too much, Johnny. <laughs> but um, but no, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. But there are a lot of guys out there, guys. There's, there's so much talent that the 49ers can bring in. I like I, if this kid was there, Blake Freeland was there. Because I want Cody Malk. There's no way we're going to get him. So we, we, we kiss that goodbye. Like yeah, he was the target in my trade up situation. You know, I think I offered a second rounder next year and our number 99 pick to jump up to, I think it was like pick 52. Yes. And he was there and you could get him there. Okay. Um, and so then the question, and I'll turn this in the show today. And this has been fun, Wayne. It has been very good. I love, I love this, it. man. I love it. Here's my question to you Would you rather get. Freeland, Brake Freeland, the offensive tackle out of BYU, we just talked about at mm-hmm. 99. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather trade 99 and a second round pick to get Cody Mock? 
second round pick for next year. I want Cody Mount. He could play all five motherfucking positions, bro. Like, I mean, like, yeah, man, he could play center. He could play tackles. He could play guards. He doesn't have two front teeth. He doesn't care about that. He's he's just a gritty player. Uh, he's he'll strong. be a fan favorite day one. It, fan favorite day one. Just amount yeah. the amount of press that will be there. I mean, it would be great. Uh, he he speaks well. Oh, by the way, met his family. They're phenomenal. Like, there's oh my gosh, they're just amazing people. Like Cody Malk, to me, is a 49er, but unfortunately, unless we trade up, he won't be a 49er. Yeah, I don't think so either. And uh, just again, you know, whatever, like it's our goal in these conversations isn't for you to fall in love with Freeland, isn't to fall in love with Mock, isn't to fall in love with Tank Dale. It's not what it is. It's to go through the process of what type of players are 49ers players. These are the type of questions you have to ask. So I see in the chat like, man, I really want this guy. I want Byron Young from Tennessee, the edge rusher, all those guys. You need to look in and see. Were they multiple sport players? Were they honor roll guys? Were they? How do they fit? All those things. And you talked about, you know, Mock, again, Guess what? Mountain Valley Conference, honor roll. Javelin thrower. <laughs> he was another javelin thrower. Hey, where are all these javelin throwers coming from, man? Like um, all-state basketball player. As a tight end and ended up playing left tackle, bro. Ah, I so he, love it, he gained mass and just was strong. So he has hands, guys. Yeah. Just to put that out there, he can catch. I love it. I love it. This has been fun, Wayne. Um, walk us through a little bit of your schedule that you got this week. I know you're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Where can we catch your show? It's the first thing in the description of this video to go subscribe to his channel, whether you're listening, watching, downloading, whatever on this 801 episode of the 49. Can we give John a round of applause? 801. Do y'all know how much going, baby time we going energy. And and for y'all that don't know, John preps stuff behind the scenes, doesn't share the shit with me. So I have no idea what we're talking about. When it's I more here. real that way. I understand, but you be having these scenarios like Wayne, define, you know, gravity. And I'd be like, oh shit, what is gravity? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I mean, I know what gravity is, but you get what I'm saying? He'll come up here with some crazy stuff, but nah, man, guys, the Wayne Breezy uh right here on YouTube, man. Make sure y'all go ahead and subscribe. We're almost at 2500 john i'm gonna do a big giveaway at 3k uh i'm gonna be giving away something signed and autographed so that's gonna be really cool but guys make sure you guys go ahead and and subscribe to me over there at the wayne breezy on youtube and all the other social medias either wayne breezy or the wayne breezy that's that's i love it i love it all right that's gonna do it for us today do want to say thank you to our executive producers philip kingsley kilted niner 49ers george 365 man this has been fun and until next time stay strong faithful What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opre ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.